0: Welcome to the very first episode of A Few Cues with Deandra Reviews. I'm Deandra Reviews and this episode is brought to you by DeandraReviewsItAll.com, where entertainment is reviewed for the light it gives. Today, I will be interviewing Ben Whilen. He's a folksy rock pop singer who made his debut album, This March, People Say, and he was about to go on tour when the coronavirus began and basically altered everybody's life across the globe. In this interview, I talk about how quarantine has influenced his creativity, how his childhood inspired him to become a musician, and whether or not what people say should or does matter when you are an artist on the rise. Hope you enjoy. As an artist, what are you feeling? What are you going through with this lockdown of sorts?
1: Yeah, um, you know, i I'm, I think I'm better off than most other people out there. I feel kind of lucky, to be honest with you, in that. Um, thankfully, I kind of have like a little mobile studio, so I was able to set up a studio in my girlfriend's parents' house, in like one like the bedroom she grew up in. Um, so I'm, I'm still able to make music and. Um, all my live shows have been canceled so um, I guess it's in a way you know by circumstance it'll be a time for me to kind of go back to the, the drawing board create creatively and um, you know also do so independently and like really dig deep and try to to use this time as an opportunity to to create something interesting and different um, I'll have lots of time on my hands being indoors so and that just means lots of extra time playing music. Um, so again, yeah, I guess it's just a, a lucky, I feel fortunate that I'm able to do
0: that. That was one thing that I noticed. You went from doing this live show, introducing your debut, to just like, no.
1: Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, it's like, uh, I would have loved to play. I, I think it's, it's crazy how fast the situation really changed. And then like within like three, a matter of three days, I was like, oh my god, man, I have to cancel these.
0: You know? And and to be honest, I think my the last concert I did was what was it, March twelfth? Before and like the next day, they canceled everything, and people right. were. I think it was a sold out concert, and like half the people showed up, like even couples were like three feet, three feet, <laughs> you know, yeah. like nobody it's was really, touching.
1: Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate time, um, but I, I will say it is inspiring to see all, all these musicians. Doing these live streams, I did a live concert on YouTube like a week ago, and I think pe- people are like still in need and require music. I think now more than ever. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, you know I'm lucky and honored to be to be able to to give that to people and give them at least you know 20 minutes of like, hey, well I get to watch this cool concert in in real life. I'd never have the time to be home to watch this. People are doing a good job of kind of adapting to the situations that they're in and you know being resilient. And I think. Sometimes in these times of crisis, you really kind of see the best in people. Yeah. And also see the worst, but I, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. and I, I feel uh, it's, it's been nice looking around on social media and seeing people like coming together and being positive and like not a lot of hate going around, just a lot of bringing people up. And, you know, that the world
0: needs more of that in, in regular peace times. So, yeah. But at least it needs to see it now. It seems like like in listening to your debut and talking to you, you see music like as therapy. It's kind of just this way to creatively purge what's ever within. When you create songs, do you see it as discovering who you are or discovering who you want to be? I think probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think
1: there's definitely a lot of like self-examination in, in the songwriting yeah. process, at least for me. Um, probably more just the, the self-discovery about who I am in this, is, is probably more that than the, the latter. I think, um, I don't know that my the, who I want to be influences the, the songs I'm writing, per se. I mean, I think I'm just striving to be better as a musician every day, so I guess there's some of that. But yeah, I think there's a, a, there's a lot of self-reflection involved in writing honest and good songs
0: in my opinion. And how would you define honesty? Because that's, that's a word that a lot of artists use. What, what do you see as true? Um,
1: I would define honesty as just um, being straightforward with the emotions that you're feeling. I think a lot of people think that in order to write a song that's relatable, um, they need to be they need to write something that's really broad and general and it hits a, a point for everybody. And I think actually, the more personal it is, the more you're drawing from your own experiences, even if that descriptiveness is something that maybe is unique to you someone else in the world is likely feeling those emotions as well. That's the high probability. And I think, you know, we're all human beings, and so we're not that distant from one another in that way. So I think just calling it as I see it, writing things as I've experienced them to the best of my ability is what I try to do.
0: And do you think the stage or the live performance is about who you want to be? Um, I think I definitely... Playing, performing live is, is definitely a natural high for me, um, and I think
1: it definitely my body and my mind go into this flow state, which I rarely get to experience in regular life, um, and that's incredibly unique and special. Um, so I think it, I don't I don't even think of anything. There's like no thought. It's like one. It, you know, when people meditate. They're trying to be just in the moment, completely self aware, not having thoughts elsewhere, and I think. That's the only, that's the only time really in my life that I get
0: to experience that special way of thinking. Yeah. Meditation is a good, a good phrase. Like, while we're all here, you know, doing downward dogs and saying, um, you're like, no, I get blank when I hit the stage. 100%.
1: I think that, you know, I think it has a lot to do with when I'm a listener, when I go to a concert of other musicians, which I do often. Because I'm a fan of music and because I'm a musician, I get to feel some of that just by watching. And everyone's kind of enthralled by this artist who's pouring out their heart on stage. I'm playing, I feel that the audience is doing that also. And I think that's a really special, special thing. It's one of those forces that music is capable of that very, very few other things in the world are
0: do you feel that in trying to make your passion, which is music, a profession, has it changed how you even consume music?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, massively. As I continue to evolve as a musician, like, I start to hear, you know, there are songs maybe I've listened to of my heroes growing up for like a decade and then all of a sudden i'll listen to it see you're just so much more aware your your senses are so much more sensitive so like when, you, when i'm listening to music or i'm so much more sensitive to, to groove and feel and pitch and things that i maybe was like less sensitive to even a year ago or six months ago it's always constantly evolving so that 100 percent changes my my you know sensory experience at a concert my experience when I'm listening to music I perceive it differently and and in in many ways um, the real greats become even greater so you know when I listen to um, let's say an early Coldplay record you know those records become better to me because Mm. I know more what's happening and so I'm more impressed by what they're doing when I was a kid I was just like oh it just sounds like simple and they're just kind of doing it now (laughs) I'm like wow they've done the genius Or a lot of the greats, is they've taken something incredibly complex and they've distilled it into a way that appears simple to everybody else.
0: Ooh, that's such a, like, distilled it, yeah, to appear simple. I like that. Is there a specific song that, like, going along these lines that you've heard it one year and then the next year it had a totally emotional, a different emotional interpretation?
1: Uh yeah, I mean I have quite a few. I mean I have so many. I mean there's like an infinite list. I think in general, you know what marks a great song for me is that like it's constantly reinventing itself insofar as its effect on you, never losing its greatness. That that is. A, a truly amazing thing that I hope my songs may do some, at some point to, for, for people. But I guess more directly to your question, a song that has more of an obvious double meaning is song Closing Time by Semisonic. Mm. Again, I kind of like, I'm, I'm, I really love Dan Wilson, who's the singer of that band, I and mean, he's a great writer. And, you know, growing up, I mean, I think everyone who hears Closing Time, obviously a 90s anthem, thinks it's about, like, you know, getting drunk at the bar and, like, leaving with a person and, you know, just having, like, a fun time. And then I heard in an interview like that song's about the birth of his first kid. Now it blew my mind. Whoa! You know that I I was sitting here all these years thinking this like a fun party tune, and then all of a sudden I listened to the lyrics more closely once he said that, and I was just dumbfounded by like it it went right over my head, and it was it was it was so artful and subtle how he did it. But once you know, it's like oh you can't not see
0: it now. Yeah, Um, and and I think. so that's masterful songwriting. What you have rocked my world. I got like chills when you said that. I was like, "What closing time is about the birth of a baby?" Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, like, <laughs> you go back
1: and listen to the to the lyrics. Like in the second verse, you know, time for you to go out to the places you will be from. This room won't be open until your brother or your sister comes. It's like, wow, that's pretty overt, cool actually. But I never even like. You know, people are, are listening to the chorus. The chorus is kind of a little bit disjointed from that in some ways. And um, I, I just think that so, it's really hard to accomplish something like that, especially a song like that. Which is just a smash hit. You know, the more I learn, the more I see, the greater and more complex it actually becomes. Mm. And that's just very rare. I find.
0: I can genuinely say that. Had you not told me, I would have never said that Closing Time Is about the birth of a baby. (laughs) Had you not told me, I'd never thought that. I'm a big
1: lyrics person, and so that that's like really masterful
0: songwriting. Lyrics are so important to a song, and I think sometimes it's the most important thing, especially with occasions like closing time, where you're just there jamming, and then you're like, "Wait, there's a whole philosophy and deeper meaning to this song that everyone is missing." One hundred percent. I think, I think most people are hearing the melody and the vibe and kind of like passively
1: hearing the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm the exact opposite. I think I'm like hearing the lyrics. To me, it's all about telling a story and your song, the musical component of it, has to
0: make that story feel more intense than it may have been on its own if it was a poem. You know? Are you the type like, I can lock myself in my room and come out with an album?
1: Yeah, I think um, I have three older siblings, youngest of my older brothers graduated from high school when I was going into like seventh grade. Mm. So I spent like a lot of my teenage high school years like coming home from school on my own and like going into my room and like playing music until dinner time. And so that's like a very like at home environment for me. I spent a lot of my like developing years doing that. So it's natural, And you know, in a small little room with my laptop and like a few mics i can just do something that's you know pretty good
0: and is there a favorite childhood memory you have with music like maybe with your family oh man I, I, like my
1: i feel very fortunate that my family was very into music and exposed me at a very young age i'm the youngest of my entire extended family so the youngest of all my cousins and all my family is a humongous music fan so i was hearing like you know, all Bob Dylan's, like, catalog and Springsteen's catalog and Billy Joel and Elton John and, and loads of other musicians. Like, I was listening deep into their music as a kid and I thought everyone was doing that. And it turns out that, like, very few people my own age were doing that, which is why every Wednesday I do something on my social media called Final of the Week. I just pick, a, like, a classic vinyl that I like and talk about what it means to me. And because and I, I realized that You know, a lot of people who are a fan of my music or who are my own age, like, don't know Bob Dylan's, like, strange, random record he made when he was going through a bizarre phase in the 70s. They know, like, one or two of the hits. Um, So if I can serve that role to my followers and fans, as educating them on the music that really touched me, I think it gives them something more about where my music comes from. I guess to answer your question, because I don't know that 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 really got to a memory, but...
0: um, (laughs) It, it went from a memory to like a promotion of your YouTube page. Yeah, no, and no, but actually, I was not <laughs> meaning
1: to promote. it. To be honest, I'm just I'm just a lover of, of classic rock and classic singer songwriters. That's you know big influence on my music. Yeah, like um, when I was at my, the first concert I ever went to was I saw the Who at Jones Beach with my parents. And that was, like, I was, like, really young. I mean, I was in elementary school, for sure. And I remember we got we had, like, the worst tickets in the entire place. And like my back was against the top of
0: the wall. Like if, I like, if I stood up, I could, like, fall out of Jones Beach onto the beach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were, like, terrible nosebleeds. And, I was, and, I, and it was awesome. Like, they were just unbelievable. And they were old already, too. So, it's, you know, they, you know I, there is a difference. Even if you see, like, you're know, not lucky to see The Who. But it's like, these guys are 60 and they are giving it. And I've seen bands when they're like hot and up and coming and 26 and, you know, and playing a huge place and there's a different energy to that. Mm But I I mean, even, even as like 60 year olds, they were, they were giving it. Um, and And I've seen, you've been fortunate to see a lot of my heroes live and, you know, it's amazing. It's just brilliant. And yes. those are special. You know, you get to share those moments with your parents. And to them, like, they grew up with this. This is their, you
0: know, John Mayer. Your debut being called People Say, what do you think people would say about you? I guess a lot of the, kind
1: of the ethos of the record is that I'm actually not really bothered about what they have to say about me. Mm. You know, that kind of the gets at the heart of the album, I think. People... And including myself, a younger version of myself, you know, you're very affected by your parents and by your, you know, your relatives and your friends and your friends' parents. And, you know, I grew up in a town where everyone's like, takes a safe path. You know, we, I grew up in like a middle class town and like my mom was a teacher and she was like, you should go to college and like become a lawyer, hopefully. And then my like, two of my older siblings are attorneys and I, my other brother works for BlackRock, which is a finance company. And so, you know, my my siblings pick safe paths, and I'm not, you know, not criticizing their path, or anybody's path, really. You know, everyone should make their own choice. But I think there's a lot of judgment when you decide to be like, I'm going to become a musician. And I think people aren't accustomed to hearing that, especially in, like, a random town in Long Island. I didn't grow up in L.A., where a lot of parents maybe are producers or or writers or, or whatever. There was not a lot of that happening. I think there's a lot of judgment around that. Like, mm. people are looking at you like, oh, well, that kid's kind of wasting his life for being a musician. And I think for a long time, that, like, affected me. And I think at some point, I kind of just, like, shed that. And I just decided that, what does that matter? Who cares what other people have to say? Like, they're not mean. They don't know. You know, they're only outside the looking glass, looking in and, like, making a judgment that's that's very low-level informed mm. based on what I'm doing. You know, so I think, it, and I and I think for me, I'm hoping that the, you know, in the record, people can have the courage to go out and do what they want to do, whatever that is. You know, I'm not telling people they need to be a musician per se, but like, if you wanted to be, you know, a doctor or or a veterinarian or a painter or whatever it is you feel is your calling, you know, the world needs you to do that, and. People are going to try to prevent you from doing it inevitably because someone somewhere thinks they know what's best for you, but Mm -hmm. in reality they don't.